Robots Radio presents... Rated M for Mature. You got to channel the tri- Irish try. I can't do Irish. It's a, it's the the R's and the vowels are oh, like she's too... she's a beauty, ain't she? Wait, how does he do it? That's Scottish. You're speaking like a Scot. Irish <sighs> tends to speak a little bit lighter. Yeah, and they drag out the R's and uh, they uh, enunciate the uh, the vowels are a little bit softer. What is it? He always says she's got a nice brazier. She's got a nice brazier. A lovely, lovely brazier. A lovely brazier. <laughs> You're listening to the DL Weekly Gaming News. My name's Jameson. Oh, and I'm Brenna. I'm such shit at Irish accents, so I'm going to let you do that one. It was beautiful, though. I thought it was very good, too. I, th- I thought it was pretty nice. I had to work up to it, though. Yeah. Uh, so we're back again. We didn't give you a bonus episode this week because you didn't deserve it, and we were just too lazy. So uh, enjoy. And uh, we want to thank you guys, though, for another great week. And the social media challenge is off to a pretty strong start. Oh, I guess I should say we have a bunch of announcements we're going to say right now. So if you want to skip like a minute ahead to get right into the content. A minute? I got to listen to you do this for a minute? I know. I don't even know if I'm going to make it. That's what the alcohol's for. One minute, man. (sighs) You know it. (laughs) And so uh, social media challenge is off to a great start. We are at 60 uh followers on instagram and 59 on twitter which is a huge jump uh for both so 100 only 40 away we can get there guys the and then you guys you get, get hundred dollars yeah the sooner you get there the sooner you get that hundred dollar gift card so uh get on it and uh i don't think we've uh, i can't check like subscriber numbers which i think is really stupid like i can't see like who follows the show and whatnot but uh, I think we're somewhere we're we're somewhere around the same as our our Twitter and our Instagram. So uh, you know, tell your friends if you like the show. You know, tell people about it. If you don't like the show, try not to tell people about it because <laughs> you know what they say. It's it. like you know what they say. It's like if you have a bad experience in a store, you're more likely to tell like one person, and then if you have no a good experience, and if you have a bad experience, you're more likely to tell like three to six and something crazy like that. Yeah. So just a reminder, though, that is a uh, $100 gift card to your choice of Steam, Nintendo, Xbox, or PSN. Uh, Some other announcements. Uh, Brenna is moving at the end of August, middle of August, I guess. Very sad. Middle of August, I'll be out. So, I mean, that weekend, we might not have something coming out just because it will be fairly busy. But I am moving to Vegas. So if anyone's listening from Vegas... I'll be there. Yes, and I will be there sporadically uh, to do all sorts of fun things. <clears throat> Drink lots of alcohol and go to strip clubs. Yes, and uh, we're going to try to go to more conventions too, especially since you're in like the convention capital yeah. of the United States. So uh, that will be cool. But yeah, that weekend will be weird. We're going to have to plan ahead for that. We might just record a bunch of stuff preemptively. and Give you guys, you guys some might... bonus episodes. Yeah, maybe some vlogs along the way. Ooh, vlogs. Uh, in other news, though, we have a YouTube now and a Facebook. Uh, I spent like all Friday night uh, setting that up. So if you like Facebook, Crazy you can go Friday there. Night. 
ah, I know it was, it was wild. And then, I, and then I think I went to sleep at like 9 PM. It was just, I damn know. son. It was, it was brutal. No, I wait. No, because we played, we played satisfactory. No, oh, yeah, I didn't go to sleep until like 3 AM. Sweet that was Jesus. my fault. Uh, and you had the coach in the morning. Ooh. Yeah, that rough. was rough. So YouTube will be posting all of our podcast episodes on YouTube as well. So if you want to watch slash listen there, you can. And then Facebook will just be kind of like our Instagram and our Twitter. Uh, so we'll be posting content there. Uh, we are working on getting video podcasts up. So subscribe to that YouTube and you can see our ugly mugs as we record our episode. I'm and highly we'll nervous about this because I make a lot of faces and they are now officially going to be captured. I mean, they've been captured already, so. Yeah, just that one, but there's plenty more where that comes from. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But your faces are the best part. People, people like your your weird antics. <clears throat> Someone was going to start a fuck counter on the last episode. The amount but, of times you said fuck it. You know, I went back and listened and it's like, it's not that bad. Some of them were you, and I think I get it gets lumped in with me. <laughs> yeah, blame it all on Brenna. Uh, website is also in the works, uh, so keep an eye out for that announcement. Patreon is also in the works because turns out podcasting can be kind of expensive. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna set that up. So if you want to uh, show us some love and uh, slip a dollar into our g strings, you can. And then uh, we're working on also trying to get some sponsors slash partners like, you know, Corsair, Cloak, uh, get you guys some discounts. Yeah. Uh, but we might start running ads soon because, again, podcasting, expensive. So, yeah, there'll be some more shout outs uh, at the end of the episode. We're going to read some of our reviews and we'll do some more announcements. Uh, so let's dive right in. Last week, we talked about G2A. Uh, and developers saying, you know, just pirate our game instead. Well, apparently G2A tried to bribe a uh, game journalist to uh, <laughs> write them a positive story. And uh, well, it backfired, obviously, because we're talking about it. Yeah. And so G2A actually responded to a few tweets saying that this is a quote, by the way. These emails were sent by our employee without authorization, for which we apologize to some indie games. That's, I think, the person that was going to be the reviewer. And the nine, which I'm not sure what that is. Other media outlets he sent this to proposal to. Oh, I guess there it is. He sent, uh, or he will face strict consequences, as this is absolutely unacceptable. I mean, how... That I don't understand how that covers everything up. Like, oh, it was just some employee that did it. What? Definitely covers everything up. <laughs> I mean, that was such a long pause. I don't. I was trying to like freak you out on the webcam. You did cam. freak me out. It didn't work though. Um, so yeah, it's uh, why just they say they say any news is good news, and no. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, I know. So I don't understand why an employee would, you know, risk their job to write this email secretly. Like, what's the point of that? They're just throwing them under the bus. This was definitely like a G2A sanctioned. And this guy is just a low man on the totem pole. Yeah. Getting, getting the axe. I'm pretty sure. I mean, let's hope that 
he comes out with something because that would be fantastic. It would be. Uh, the Batman Arkham Collection is being re-released this fall. Uh, it's going to be remastered and re-released on consoles and PC, I believe. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I got them all on sale like three months ago, I think, and I haven't played a single one. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun playing them. I think I had Arkham and I just borrowed some of the other ones from friends. But um. They're good games. I know people love them a lot. I know that getting the achievements in these games were huge. That was bigger than the storyline for some people because they were pretty difficult. Yeah, I definitely think they're a lot of fun. Uh, and you can definitely like playing this and having played Shadow of Mordor. I can see a lot of the similarities because it's the same developer. But uh, Except for Shadow of Mordor, I like a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played the newer ones. I started playing the first one, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. So yeah. maybe I'll go and play like Arkham Knight or something, and maybe I'll like that a little bit better. But uh, Gears of War, removing smoking. All I depictions. I, why is this even? Why? Who cares? It's Gears of War. There's like, there's so much more stuff in there. It's rated M for mature, but apparently they're removing it. Uh because the head of their studio said, I've seen firsthand the devastating impact of smoking. It's always been important for me not to use smoking as a narrative device, which is why we made the conscious choice to avoid highlighting or glorifying smoking in Gears 5 and throughout the Gears universe moving forward. That is past so Gear, stupid. Past Gears of War titles have included occasional scenes with tobacco use with certain characters holding cigarettes or cigars if it's occasional why the fuck does it matter i don't understand I, maybe they were getting paid by a lobbyist who knows i don't know but then so then they came out saying that the anti-smoking story is like false the guy that said that quote He's like, oh, that was a, you know, fake news story, you know, and it was his personal decision to remove it because he saw his friend like die from using a cigarette. And it's like. Again, the game's rated M for mature. They only show it occasionally. Why I, does I just... it matter? Yeah, I know. I mean, I understand that people think, I mean, video games do have an influence on certain aspects of our life but no they don't <laughs> i wish people could see my face right now they but, will soon uh, enough oh i know um but yeah i just it's smoking it's everywhere i mean i don't know it just seems kind of weird to like highlight it and talk about it if you're just not going to have it in the game just don't have it in the game why do you have to make an announcement yeah agreed uh, Super Smash Bros. player, though, has uh, retired slash been given a lifetime ban uh, amidst accusations of having a relationship with a minor. Turns out those accusations were true. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he was uh, 26 at the time, and he was dating a 16-year-old, and the age of consent uh, from his country was 16, whereas the age of consent from the girl's country slash state, state was yeah. 17. Which and, is Illinois, right? Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. And he's from Canada. And so apparently they posted like a picture together and someone had like a note uh, from like they wrote like some like 
It was Notable. like a. It, it said that the name of the the girl said that she was telling the truth, and this was like a photo taken in a hotel room, and this note was written on like a hotel pad, like one of those things you get next to your bed. I don't understand. I'm confused. So the code of conduct uh, board for Super Smash Brothers handed him out a lifetime ban, so he's no longer allowed to compete. Well, it didn't really matter because he resigned before then, probably knowing that it was coming. Yes. So. (sighs) I mean, it was nearly consenting, even though it. Like sixteen and seventeen. I mean, it sounds like it was low a, age. It sounds like it was a completely consensual relationship, just not the like exact like legal age. So it's. Uh, this I don't know. If, yeah. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> Damn it! I didn't even mean to do that. Um. So I don't know if he needed a lifetime ban though. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know that. He denied it at first, and then that photo kind of outed him. And then she said, you know, she felt sorry about it. She didn't want anything to happen to him. So, yeah, it does seem really consensual. Well, I think they're still I'm not sure if they're still together or not, but I would hope so. I mean, I think they both had birthdays by now, so I think it's a consensual relationship. Technically, oh, yeah, now. This, was, this was like two years ago that this happened and it was just like come out now. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I would hope they would stick together, I guess. I don't know. Anyways. Oh, yeah, they were. They've been together since then. And it, they, it was found. It came out the end of June. OK, well, you know. Sucks. Love knows no bounds. <sighs> don't you Age love is it? just a number. Not Except all that wonder are lost or not all that wander are lost. You cut me off. I was going to do what is it? Age is just a number and. Uh, what is it? Prison is just a period of time. <laughs> There's something like that. It's really funny. I can't remember oh, what it was. But bad. you know who? You know who cures? Uh, who cures all illnesses? Doctor Mario does. Yes. And Doctor Mario is now out. Doctor Mario World is now out on iOS and Android, and uh, it's pretty fun. I played it a little bit this week. It's kind of like a Brick Breaker style game uh you can play it like free to play uh for probably about the first like couple hours and then at that point it starts to get a little you know the microtransactions start to creep in Mm. but uh it's fun it's fun i don't know if i'll it's nothing like the old dr mario from like the nes days but yeah i mean when you get a mobile game versus like I don't know. I guess console games of that era are like our mobile games now. Yeah, pretty much. Some of our mobile games surpass some of our console games of today. Let's be real. You know, you got a good point on that. Let's be real. So if you want to play it, it's out on Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. Uh, Also, Nintendo announced this week that the Nintendo Switch Lite will be coming out on September 20th, a new Nintendo Switch console. Kind and of new. And so the Lite is a smaller handheld portable version of the Nintendo Switch. So no docking station, no separate Joy-Cons. It's all one unit that's a little bit smaller and designed to be completely on the go. You can get it in yellow, turquoise, and gray. 
Uh, I'm not a big fan of the yellow or the turquoise, but the gray looks pretty nice. It's got a little, little bit longer battery life. Yeah. And it is uh, compatible with any Nintendo Switch game that supports handheld mode, which I think is most of them. Yeah. Uh, the yellow kind of looks like anything that was deemed Pikachu edition. Pikachu edition. Apparently, there's going to be a special Pokemon Sword and Shield edition of the Nintendo Switch Lite when it comes out. Oh, it was, it was like it was like pastels, like greens and pinks. It looked pretty cool. I'm down for that. Uh, but you can buy a separate you can buy the Joy-Con controllers if you want to, like, you know, play with like a wireless controller without having to, like, necessarily hold the device. Well, it doesn't it doesn't dock into a station which means it doesn't play on a tv so correct it can't plug into a tv either so you would just have to get a stand for it and then have a wireless controller sitting further away yeah which some people do i've seen people i've seen people in the wild doing that with their actual nintendo switch weebs in the wild yeah weebs in the wild oh that's good that was good write that down right now that's gonna be that's gonna be a t-shirt design right there easy where's my phone you're not writing i can remember this thank you it's also on record now by the way all right uh google stadia uh the piece of shit gaming streaming service uh is only going to support four phones at launch and they are only google phones so i just i continue to not care about you what a terrible decision i just it's like they want to fail and it sounds like it's not even going to be supported, period, on iOS devices, <laughs> which is a which is a absolutely terrible marketing decision. What I first of all, who's got a Google phone? Uh, a very limited number of people. Yeah. Who the hell has a Google phone? Let's start there. Samsung and iPhones dominate the market. They make up 90 percent of the cell phone smart market with Apple carrying something like 60% yeah. of all smartphone sales. So you're ov- you're straight out of the chute. You're going to ostracize 60% of your market. consumers. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, doing good, Google Stadia. We're not going to have a beta either. It's, yeah. oh. Do I need to say it? Say it. Go fuck yourself, Google Stadia. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, other, um, uh, you know, apartening news, Cuphead reached 4 million copies. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Cuphead's going to be on Google Stadia. You can stream that. You can also stream a Netflix show. So Cuphead is going to be on Netflix, which will be interesting. One of <sighs> the two shows that are now going to be on Netflix that are video game based. Yeah, that and uh, The Witcher. Yeah. Which I feel like Cuphead, while that's going to probably be a really cool animated show, could also be like some serious nightmare fuel. I feel of... like it's going to be more of like a stoner heaven. Yeah. And nightmare fuel. And nightmare fuel. Yeah. We'll All see. I mean, that would be great if they did a horror Cuphead. No. That would be fantastic. Let's not do that. Oh my god, with the grainy and the oh nope. that'll be good. We don't need that. We don't <laughs> need that. So you have not seen some of the Cuphead bosses. They're already pretty terrifying. We don't need a horror yeah. theme. I've played Cuphead. Have you? Yeah. It's a ton of fun. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, Steam Labs. Tell us about it, Brenda. So Steam Labs, I got really excited because it's a new sort of feature from Steam, although it's not really that new. And it's kind of interesting. So the way that it is, is it allows you to see a six second clip of a trailer from a video game. And they also have paired it with a sort of smart matching uh, video game selection from, I guess, your, was it your recent history? Or maybe uh, no, from the your games, gaming library. Your, your gaming library. Um, it, it was cool. It's okay, I guess. I mean, it's nothing that big. They kind of are launching it and hyping it up, but it's something that they could have just easily implemented and not said anything about. Yeah, I guess... I guess they just wanted to hype up the concept of Steam Labs, like this place where they can test like beta test new features for uh, Steam. But again, none of this stuff is like groundbreaking. Plenty of other websites have it. <clears throat> A certain website. Like what website, Brenna? Uh, an adult website. What adult website, Brenna? An adult website that allows you to view six seconds of a video before you click on it. Can you tell me more about this website? I cannot tell you more about this website, Jameson. You could probably tell us more about this. Brenna, are the website colors orange and black? They might be orange and black. Do you have have a patch? (laughs) (laughs) I might have a patch on my backpack that is labeled one through ten. For what website? Anyways, so. (laughs) But yeah, no, the Steam Labs, it like you said, it it could be a test ground, which is kind of great since they are going to update the UI. And. I mean, they could have just done this, but I guess they're probably waiting to launch the full new UI for Steam. Yeah. Uh, And in other news, there is a Super Gamer Girl Pro Tournament that will be hosted here in, I think it's in Oceanside. Uh, So it's just like an hour south of us. Yeah. But uh, it's being hosted at the end of July. It's the 12th year in a row that they've run this tournament. And it's the largest platform uh, for female gamers. And it's a chance to help uh, women have a bigger role in esports, which is uh, currently an extremely oh male dominated. Yeah, we're like the albino dolphin out there. Yeah, there was briefly a, um, a trans player on Team Renegades for League of Legends, male um, to female. Yeah, there was a whole nother article of someone who was trans and they got like death threats in the community. It was pretty bad. Oh yeah, she she got like threats too and stuff and she missed a couple matches and then they removed her from the team. I can't remember. Yeah, why. that's a whole nother bonus episode we can go through. We're 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 tainting this positive news story. Yeah, so we the are. Tur- the tournament will have uh five titles to play from League of Legends, Hearthstone, Smash Bros Ultimate, CS:GO and Fortnite. And it'll be streamed on Twitch, Facebook Gaming, YouTube Gaming, Mixer, and Caffeine. I've never heard of Caffeine. I have not either, although that's a pretty cool name. And it will take place uh, Friday, June 26th through Sunday, June 28th. I think it's pretty awesome. I wish they had better games at the tournament. Way better game. Let's get rid of Hearthstone because that's a dying game. Let's Smash Bros. Ultimate I'm okay with. League of Legends I'm okay with. CSGO. Let's let's swap that with Rainbow Six Siege. Let's get something a little bit more high profile. Fortnite. Fuck Fortnite. Let's play Apex or something. Yeah. Apex needs to be put in there. Uh, but, uh, be this cool. is a this is a great thing. I, I know that during E3, they had a segment where it was like T-Pain and someone else, some other rapper. They like had a, a siege battle 
And, I do remember that. Yeah, T-Pain had like three girls on his team, which was kind of cool. Yeah, T-Pain. Go T-Pain. And I think they won. It was fantastic. It was like, Yeez, I don't know. I'm not going to even try to remember this person's name. Yeezus. Was it Yeezus? I think it was Yeezus. Okay, well then there's that. Uh, in other news, Oculus Rift sucks. Uh, <laughs> no, Facebook says Oculus Rift will never break through. Uh, and that VR is a dying market. Oh, they think that it's never a market and it never will be for video games. Yeah. So over the over the five years since they bought Oculus for two billion dollars. Oh, uh, my God. They've sold uh, probably around like 300,000 units. Uh, oh, wait, no. So they've sold almost nearly a million units, okay. which, which runs like for their prices have run between like 150 for the one that just your phone clips into to like 400 for the computer Oculus Rift S. And they just they haven't seen like. An increase in numbers, and I mean, it's mostly I think they're just. They just it's don't understand. Yeah, Oculus Oculus is just not a good platform. I just don't understand. Oh, VR gaming is not a thing. Are you kidding me? Go look at, you know, the titles that are coming out. There are a ton of them that are in VR. Old games. Skyrim is in VR. Like all these things are in VR. That website yeah. I talked about earlier. VR. What website? No website. Anyways. <laughs> and so it's not that VR isn't something that people want. It's just kind of expensive right now. And yeah, also it's a very Oculus slowly sucks. growing market yeah there's other things out there we were saying the vive you know playstation has one steam, steam is coming out with one, one coming out yeah yeah so why would i go buy the like a bottle bottom of the line option that is basically like having a hot brick attached to your forehead doesn't sound what, like fun you know you're basically paying for what you get and you're paying for shit and you're getting shit and facebook's upset that uh that we're not buying their stuff. Yeah. So the other thing with VR gaming is, yes, the headset is kind of expensive, but that's fine. What is more expensive is having a PC that is VR capable and more than VR capable and isn't going to like kill itself if you try and play a game. And when these games get bigger and more immersive and there's more coding, you know, your computer needs to keep up. So it cannot be just barely able to run VR. It needs to be able to run a lot. Well, and they're also upset, too, because they partnered with Xbox for to be like the Xbox VR headset. And I feel like, OK, continue. And Xbox uh, sales have been really low uh, since the X-Bone came out mm -hmm. and Sony's had really high sales and Sony built like their own headset, which is absolutely fantastic. It's probably one of the better headsets out there just because they actually designed like a headband for it so your whole head is supporting the vr goggles rather than the goggles just being like attached to the front of your face yeah so it's just and then there's the vive yeah the vive could be better it's not that great either uh so i feel like xbox like peaked with the connect and then it hasn't really done anything since yeah well now they're going to pc so you know they're that was a smart choice they're going you know everyone's just going to use whatever their pc vr headset is so you know 
Oculus just stop. You're just they're just salty because their system hasn't been doing nearly as well. And so they're just blaming it on the industry, yeah, which is completely wrong. It's what people do nowadays, to be honest. Yeah. So another uh, kind of like misguided news, uh, No Man's Sky, the developers, Hello Games, uh, say that positive No Man's Sky stories don't do as well. And that's a problem. Uh, and so they're, they, he goes on to say that it kind of kills me that we don't see that much of that anymore, where people talk freely and educate people about how game development works. And not talking to the press is easy uh, because I don't really enjoy it. So it's. Again, this is a very like misleading. And misguided statement, so Hello Games, assuming that the gaming community doesn't know a lot about game development is just pretty dumb, I think. Brenna? Yeah, I mean, I was I was ready for you to go on a rant, so I literally I just was sat you back into my chair. Back there, and I was yeah, I was you you're disturbing my in. comfortability. Thank you exactly. for that. No, the gaming community. Of course, we know everything about computers and video games and coding. Who do you think are your developers? Who do you think are your testers? I mean, this isn't something that I mean you can lightly get into video games. Well, in so many sure. games, and so many games recently, especially now with like Kickstarter and all that, game developers have gone for more transparency and have talked about their process and whatnot. And No Man's Sky was one of the most closed off untransparent games watchdogs was probably the next oh. one up there what? and they showed and they did the same thing as watchdogs they showed the same gameplay over and over and over they talked about all these things that were going to be in the game and then the game came out and players found so out disappointed. that none of it was there i was so disappointed about watchdogs i was so excited for it and it just hasn't done good at all i was too and so, you know, and then again, they're blaming it on bad, you know, bad news that people don't understand game development. And they're upset because the launch of the game has tainted the entire game, even though No Man's Sky has like recovered. It's, you know, No Man's the Sky last now. Update, they saved a lot. Yeah, but see, like where it is right now, like three years later is what they promised at launch. Yeah. And so this is a this has been a trend with a lot of games where they save it, you know, after launch. And so they they say that their retreat from the press is a, also a sign of a growing reluctance of developers to speak to speak honestly about making games with the media. And like frankly, I think people would much rather prefer you spoke honestly about your games to the media. Yeah. And we wouldn't have like stories like Anthem happening or Black Ops. Like there's yeah. plenty of developers that are very open with the media and they do very well. Like well, now, CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're doing so great. They're telling us every little bit. And I just I love it. But these companies, we know so much more now because of Kotaku and that the whole Anthem thing, we know more about, you know, the back end of coding and what what these engines can do for a game, how they can break a game, how they can make a game. And before, maybe not everyone knew that or even what an engine was or, you know what I mean? So 
having the community be more knowledgeable is better for you as developer. We can express what we want more and we'll understand what the realm of possibility is. So bottom line, Hello Games, again, this is kind of like the Oculus story. You're just you're just obscuring, you know, the truth. You blatantly said on developer videos and on streams and at E3 that you were going to have this kind of content, that kind of content. You were going to have multiplayer, but it wasn't going to be a little bit weird. And none of that was in launch. So don't complain about people not knowing about game development and don't complain about the press because this is you created the problem that you're in. It's just like EA. EA doesn't understand how they're a bad guy. Yeah. It's like none of yeah. these companies want to realize fault or believe that it's anything that they have done. Yeah. I, uh, Hello Games. Ugh. I mean, I give them credit for keeping chugging along, but this is, this is the, the grave you dug. Just fucking lay in it and be quiet. <laughs> Why in other news, <laughs> I clicked on. What are you doing, sir? You're I don't know. Ambiance. Uh, I got poor connection. So like, wait, where? Sir, sir. There it is. I got Get it, it so together. Some, so somehow two links got combined into one link. So I was trying to open up this esports link and it just kept opening up the Hello Games article. <laughs> You're like, no, get it out of my face. Yeah. So, uh, shocker, esports is a growing industry. And already that? in the first half of this year, uh, esports jobs have grown 185% in the United States. Oh, that's the United Kingdom and the United States. It's a little bit of everywhere. But so people are looking to hire esports. People are marketing it. It's becoming more on TV. We're seeing it in colleges. Uh, a lot of this kind of is information that we already knew, but it's now it's kind of cool just to see the numbers behind it. And, yeah, and yeah, go ahead. So yeah, ESPN has announced that they're starting a new series called EXP, so short for Experience, and it's going to be the so Apex Legends will be the first game featured, and it's more of like a tournament style. This is going to start in July, so. What they said it's going to entail are professional, collegiate, and pro-to-amateur sort of matches. So there's going to be multiple multiple game genres. This is huge. ESPN is taking it on, and it's going to be on, well, ESPN. So that's a big channel. I mean, a lot of people pay for that channel. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be great. I just don't know if they're going to get the big games, though. Oh, they because... already said that they're doing Street Fighter... Uh, Heroes of the Storm, uh, you're going to hate this. Hearthstone, Overwatch, and StarCraft 2. So, like, I understand Overwatch because ESPN signed a deal with Overwatch League. But, you know, basically it's just them going to be broadcasting Overwatch League. Well, you know, and it's Apex. Not That's, Apex is growing. That's true. Apex will be there, too. But, like, for Overwatch League, Overwatch League is its own thing. And they just, they're just now going to be view, available viewed on ESPN so I don't I don't see like Overwatch League teams playing at ESPN tournaments they'll be playing at ESPN tournaments on Overwatch League unless it's obviously like collegiate or pro-am but not professional well, and then you know League of Legends handles all their own tournaments why would they you know no one 
none of their teams are going to go play at ESPN tournaments when they have to play every weekend for League of Legends tournaments. Same thing with, uh, you know, upcoming Call of Duty tournament, though. I think they signed a deal with ESPN. So, oh, God. Yeah. For the 2020 stuff. Yeah. So what this I feel like is going to be the push are the collegiate and the pro to amateur, which allows fans to win a spot um, to play with all the influencers and celebrities and athletes and stuff like that. So that's going to be kind of, I feel like the buzz to it. And then obviously the collegiate is huge. So they're starting a full collegiate league, which there isn't necessarily one that's all encompassing. No, like each, each game seems to kind of handle their own collegiate tournament. So like overwatch, League of Legends, and I think there's one other game. They kind of have their own collegiate leagues, but I guess they'll move over to esports. And then I think, yeah, I think the biggest draw to this ESPN thing will be the Pro-Am, which will just get amateur players, you know, the spotlight and allow them to maybe become professional players. It'll be a platform in a way that, you know, if you're not in a collegiate team and you're just like a, you know, a random person, you'll be able to get you seen. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Bethesda is still working on Fallout 76, and they're trying to make it easier for uh, new players coming to the game. We kind of talked about this at, at E3 with robots and a few of the other people that they've kind of dug themselves into such a hole with Fallout 76, and there's just so much surrounding it that I don't think players are going to come back. And I don't think they're going to get new players that are like, you know, oh, hey, let me go play, you know, Fallout 76. You know, I've heard good things about this game. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, now that it's been out for so long, I don't really care just because, you know, Cyberpunk is coming out. Death Stranding is coming out. All these other games are coming out. I don't really need Fallout 76 anymore. I think like... For Fallout 76, I think their best thing is just to to keep supporting their current players and doing what they can to improve that for their current players. Because they even lost a lot of like hardcore Fallout fans with this game and they haven't come back. So I think you just got to like try and support what you currently have and just kind of go with that. So couple of things they're trying to do is they're going to reduce the cost of fast travel for players under level 25. They're going to give players under level 15 higher disease resistance. Uh, they'll make food take 50% longer to spoil. They I mean, won't that wipe might out stat bonuses. They're basically doing like a bunch of like little things for those people under level 25 to kind of like, you know, give you like an easier experience getting into the game. I mean, if I owned 76... And I heard that these were being these changes were being made. It might prompt me to pick it up if that was my problem. Yeah, before if that was like why I quit the game and I was just frustrated with it. Yeah, I think like for people that bought the game and maybe didn't return it, you know, this might be a way to uh, get them to come back. But I mean, even just reading some of the comments on this article, you know, it's like. You know, people are not they're saying like Bethesda is still not listening to their fans. They haven't added mods to the game. Uh, oh, my God. That's like the cornerstone of all Fallout games. Yeah, they're saying that Bethesda doesn't even know how to make a Fallout game anymore. One person says that your entire game design is fucked. Oh, uh, they say that fast travel is one of the worst game mechanics. 
uh, in the game. It's just uh, one person said he even tried playing it when it was free to play and just found it frustrating and difficult and couldn't get into it. So it's, you know, there's people, there are people that do still try and there are the fans and it, I... it does. I, I get why they're doing it, but it, it just seems like they should be focused on other things. Yeah. It, after this showing, after this fix, it'll show that no one is going to play the game. You're not going to get any new people. You may get some old people to come back. But I think after this, they'll realize that, you know, the dog stopped beating it and move on to something else. Yeah. So uh, the director of let me. Stupid uh, pop up blocker, the director of Division two. Wants to know if players uh, would be interested in playing a single player uh, story driven spinoff of the Division uh, world. And the response has been people are not against the idea. So it's it makes it sound like it's not like a good thing or a bad thing. It just seems like. Well, I mean, did you hear my response? No, you kind of cut out a little bit. I said, why not? I don't know. I love single player games. I wish more people would make single player games or like just like two player co-op games. Oh, yeah. No. Three to four player co-op that needs to come back a lot more. But yeah, I, I mean, the article is like neutral. My opinion is neutral. I feel like everyone is kind of like, sure, if it's a good game, then yeah, exactly. I, don't I, think, really... I think that's pretty much exactly what it comes down to is like, sure, why not? As long as it's good. I mean, anyone proposing any sort of game, it's like, sure, if it's good. I mean, yeah, and, it, it's a I good mean, game. It's a good game. Yeah, just when you make a like shooter single player game, you really have to balance it like well because you don't want it to feel like too like grindy or uh, too like on the rails. Like like Call of Duty would be like an on the rails shooter. Yeah, like you're just basically running down a hallway, just killing people left and right. Whereas like, you know, uh, Fallout or. uh, If they did it like Uncharted, I feel like it would go well. Yeah. That would be a cool, like, modern Uncharted. That would be kind of cool. Like, a, all right. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll stop making watchdogs. That would be nice. <sighs> stop doing that to me. Nice. Um, and so, uh, yeah, please Brenda. don't talk about this next thing. Brenda, do you see the next three things we're going to talk about? We're going to talk this about is officially where I sign off gaming, gaming gone wild. And so um, Hollow Knight is a very popular game. Uh, if you listen to one of our uh, other networks podcasts, Hidden Pixels, they did their episode on uh, Hollow Knight this week and his uh, Sebastian's favorite character, Cloth. And uh, apparently nothing is sacred on the Internet. I kind of already knew this, but uh, boy, I did not know about this. Uh, Hollow Knight porn is a thing. Yeah. So rule 34, it actually exists and it really is unfortunately truly real. Do you want to explain what rule 34 is? If it exists, there's some porn for it. Yep. So anything, if it it exists, even if it doesn't exist, there's porn for it. Yeah. And so uh, people make some artwork. 
disturbingly and, uh, I, not even accurate very over what's the word i'm looking for over the top uh, grandiose Just, maybe yeah That's, yeah so hollow knight is a 2d platformer game and it's kind of like you're in this like uh like almost like dystopian, like apocalyptic, like bug universe. And it's all very cartoony, very simple. Yeah. And you play as this knight who's going through killing uh, all these evil bugs in the world. And uh, people have decided that that is sexy and uh, it deserves to be uh, created into artwork. So what I don't get is this like the character they keep drawing. It's like a white mask that's very like not there's no facial features really hornet yeah there's no really facial features or gender looking you know what i mean they look very innocuous and it's a cute little drawing you know what if there is one plus to this it's because this hollow knight porn is pretty gender neutral because it's all bugs you know gotta look on the bright side right brenna i don't want to look on any side of this to be honest uh. <laughs> I, we were unfortunately there's a link in this article that we both went to and uh i stopped after something with it what was it the worms yeah it was like a hentai worm thing and yeah that's where i wanted to burn my computer i can't believe you found that link i didn't even notice it when i was reading the article and well, i can't said, believe you click here to watch it. oh i i couldn't not i was curious it actually says this is all one page material if you want to experience it firsthand. And you uh you experienced it firsthand all right. Yeah. So uh our next topic if, doesn't go much better. Yeah, so rule 34 is uh a big deal. I don't think anything will ever come close to when Overwatch came out. Even still now. No. Don't do that one. Don't look at that one. Overwatch rule 34 is just is completely nuts. Mm. I Mm-mm. I can't believe how much there is. I remember when when Overwatch first came out, there was like an article uh, from like an actual like a news outlet talking about this. And they said that like. Like Pornhub, like released some like statistics. And this is the website Brennan was talking about, by the way, earlier that she denies. going. I am to. not talking about anything. And so uh, they released like some tests statistics like that there was something like 1.8 million like overwatch porn videos and it for a while it was like the most searched thing on their site which is just completely nuts uh and we did an episode uh on the old podcast player versus podcast talking about the resurgence or not resurgence but the surgence of uh hentai video games on steam and so we'll just kind of transition into uh, another story that kind of gripped. Uh, it's it's Watch really the wording. quite. Watch the wording. <laughs> uh, I gotta be gotta be very careful. So, <laughs> so it's very unfortunate that the Rule Thirty Four slash Hentai community uh, crosses over so much with the gaming community. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this story. But it gripped the Internet this week. Uh, The popular hentai website called Hentai Haven uh, was gone for like six or seven months, something like that. The article doesn't specify completely, but uh, they came back. They were taken down because they were posting illegal videos. 
because um, they weren't paying whoever created them in Japan. And so they came back and they uh, partnered. A- Go ahead. So you know how like Scotch isn't Scotch unless it's from certain parts of Scotland? Sure. Is hentai not true hentai unless it's from Japan? No. I feel Anyone like that should make- be a thing. Authentic can hentai. Make hentai. Authentic. I don't think we need to make authentic hentai a thing. <laughs> yeah, probably like, not. We don't, we don't need to slap like a Made in Japan sticker on it. <laughs> Please continue. Anyway, so his site came back and he partnered with a uh, another hentai website called Faku. And uh, Faku is a hentai site that's trying to become the, quote, Netflix of hentai. And so they're selling like subscriptions to watch hentai and to read it. And so they partnered with Hentai Haven to try and like combine the two and make it all legal and whatnot, get all the licenses. And uh, according to a quote from the creator of Hentai Haven, whose name is Papa HH. That is fantastic. Uh, he says that Faku played me like a cum-stained violin. Is End that quote. necessary? No, it is not. So apparently when they came back, uh, they were still in the middle of some legal troubles. And uh, Faku decided to, since they assisted Hentai Haven, they got the rights, I guess, through some sort of negotiating. And... Uh, they removed Papa HH from uh, Hentai Haven. And so he's he, I guess he still had admin powers. And so he posted some like long letter on their page and uh, crunchy rule of hentai. Sorry, they want to be but Netflix crunchy rule. Same thing. And so he posted some long article that made it to like the front page of Reddit and whatnot. But uh, I was absolutely shocked by the amount of money that Papa HH was making from Hentai Haven. Do you want to do you want to know how much money he was making off this website? Oh, please let me know. So all these videos, you know, he was like basically streaming them and they're all from Japan and he wasn't paying any of the creators. So from ads on the website, he was making one to two thousand dollars a day. From ads only. Yeah, and that was the that it, was the only sense or means. That was the of, only source of revenue. It's a free website. Wow, so like thirty to sixty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, and something like two million unique user, two million unique users a day. Two million. Yeah. A day. A day. Like daily. Yes, watching hentai. People love their hentai, apparently, and uh, the piracy business is uh, very profitable. I'm not going to kink shame anyone, but okay. Yeah, I mean, there's that there's that famous uh, interview with Samuel L. Jackson where he doesn't deny watching hentai. He just kind of chuckles when someone asks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's all. But yeah, so basically. Basically, just to kind of try and make the uh, DCMA uh, stuff go away, which is like 
you know, if you're posting, it's, you know, it's like when you pirate a movie that's against the DCMA rules. So to try and make those go away, they removed him and are trying to pull the website under their banner uh, quickly to resolve it. Yeah. And speaking of floating boats, can you please tell us what debacle with water has begun? <laughs> you sure you don't want to talk about it? I'm really okay. Unfortunately, I'm looking at a picture of this human being who has been bathing in water. She is uh, a gamer that has been selling her bath water online. And big surprise, <sighs> that has not gone well. Yeah, so her name's like Delphine, and she's like... She's technically, she calls herself a cosplayer. She looks like a cosplayer. And so... And so she... She does like a Twitter and a Patreon and people pay for like, you know, NSFW like cosplays, basically. And most of it is entirely like her just in like underwear, like saying, oh, I'm diva and, you know, that kind of stuff. So and so she got like and she's like 18. So she looks really fucking young. She's apparently 18. Yeah, which apparently is like what fueled a lot of like the a lot of people to like flock to her and a lot of like the news about her. Oh, OK, so. Yeah, so she did this. She started doing like those troll videos on Pornhub as well, which again made it to like front page of the Internet where she would use like suggest suggestive titles. But then it was like her just doing like menial stuff. Like everyone, everyone knows about that. Uh, that one funny dude, like he, was, no, he did it seriously, didn't he? Oh, yeah, no, he, he did it. He did it intentionally that. seriously. Like he would do the suggestive titles and it would be like him opening a door for a woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it was like funny stuff like that. And he's he's a pretty funny dude. But yeah, so she started doing the same thing in addition to her Patreon and Instagram stuff. Uh, but then I guess in like a tweet she announced that she would be selling her bath water for $30 a jar, by the way. And so like, and so she marketed it as gamer girl bath water. And it apparently it's sold out in two days. Yeah. And so some how people many units. <laughs> It was $30 a jar. And I don't know how big the jars are, but. Uh, God, just people. Who would pay you that money? I mean, I know there's vending machine for like, or not vending machine. I know there's a market for used underwear. Yeah, but. And it's I like can, it's so degrading understand. for like women gamers, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah, this this is really. Yeah, I don't know if that's a huge fetish. I know that a lot of women gamers deal with this on like a daily basis. Yes, we uh, we do know that, unfortunately. And so this kind of stuff never really like helps anything because they're fetishizing it. Yeah. And so then guys like go to other people and they're like, oh, can I buy your bath water? It's like, no, fuck off. I just play video games like I'm not like some crazy person. Yeah, there's a there's a person that I follow on YouTube, uh, Spontaneous. She's got some pretty good uh, videos and she's actually a really good siege player. Uh, but, you know, she has a series called Oh, My God, It's a Girl. And I swear to you, in almost every single 
video, people ask her if they could have pictures of her feet or her toes. And some of them are joking, but still, it's like, I just want to play this game. And especially in a game where you need to shut the hell up and I need to hear what's going on. Like, I can imagine that being super annoying, which is one of the reasons I do not speak. So it, the, it, the situation devolved uh, quickly because someone posted saying in a tweet that they got herpes from her bathwater. And that upset a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, who, first of all, you're drinking this? Apparently someone was drinking it. And then that's, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm and so pretty then, sure that's not how herpes is. And so then another tweet went out from a, quote, anonymous molecular biologist. And they said that the bathwater was not, in fact, bathwater. That it supposedly had no traces of human DNA. Who the fuck is taking the time to test this shit? I mean, I guess you would after you found out that it had herpes, but so if that is true, then that technically means people who bought it could file a lawsuit against her for false advertising. I mean, but then it would go on record that you bought this person's bathwater. I guess so. So apparently... After all of this, she finally like released a tweet uh, in response to it. Uh, but she released it alongside a uh, NSFW photo of her. Because that's what all. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I asked. I was trying to click on. Uh, the tweet to read it and it took me to her no. uh, Twitter page and I'm seeing things that I don't want to see. Oh, I'm so Why glad. Why is this on Twitter? Do I want to see it? I, I think you need to click it. It's the If you scroll down, uh, it's the tweet there and yeah, you can uh, see. It's... Ah! Mm, so, she's got braces! Oh, don't say that. People like that. She's so... Oh, God, so gross. This is what Ooh, I do for podcasting. Jesus, what is going on? Okay. Uh, so she she read a tweet saying that uh, this is all fake news and people who are like reselling it are also fake and people that are selling her gamer girl P are also fake. And that long story short, she hasn't even started shipping any of this stuff yet, apparently. So no one actually has it. But God. her Twitter has 269,000 followers. Well, yeah, because it's just pictures of her naked. A lot With, of them. Uh, anyways. So fuck you, Internet. Yeah, God, I really hate you sometimes. So that's a very dirty end to all of our news yeah gaming gone wild everybody yeah i should be slapping sure. nsfw before our first story of this i mean the show is rated m for mature. marked yeah. as an explicit yeah and it's rated m for mature so yeah. i'm well i think people are well aware of what they're getting into when they get into this show and i think the title will reflect that so uh yeah that is uh that is it for the terrible news this week uh, a few shout outs. One of our listeners, our more active listeners, 
Uh, he's a pretty cool guy, Dekra. He is starting a um, Lark Survival PvP VE server and wanted me to share it. Uh, so if you're part of the Robots Radio Discord, uh, you can join through there. But uh, they're going to be running like a themed uh, world server based on some of the Elder Scrolls Online stuff. So if you want to check them out, you can go to robotsradio.net and join the Discord through there. Pretty cool dude. I like him. And then, oh, podcast reviews, Brenna. Oh. I don't do have you, my phone. Do you have, have it up? <laughs> I don't have my phone pulled up because it's on. I'm pulling it up right now. You should pull some up on your phone, though. Oh, so okay. we, we can read it. I lost connection with you anyway. Oh, my God. I've been staring at your paused face this whole time. Solid. Yeah. So, so uh, we're going to start reading reviews at the end of the episodes. So if you like the show and you want us to read a review, uh, leave one. Let's see. Uh, the uh, Guardian Gamer says the hosts are entertaining, knowledgeable, and the conversation is always on point, relevant, interesting. If you're looking for a fun gaming news show, check it out each week. Look no further. Damn right, look no further. God. What other show would you be listening to, you filthy heathens? Love it. Do you I have got one a, Oh, yeah, I got a lengthy one. It's pretty good. Oh, well, let's read it. Guy 25 said... I found this on the new and noteworthy list. Great show. Damn right. We're on the new <laughs> and noteworthy list. Tired. You should. You should. Oh, also. Here, here's a great one. I honestly just love this dude's voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. They like my voice, not yours. Uh, oh, my God. It's nice. Please don't ever do that. It's nice hearing legit and honest gaming experiences from people who authentically play the games and remain objective. Chemistry between the hosts is great and a joy to listen to. Ooh, I like that one. That like really like sums up what we're going for with this show. Like we want to just tell like what we think. You know, so much of like the gaming news out there is all skewed towards like the developers of the stories or whoever's paying them to write the article. And so we just want to share like our honest views and we feel like we have a wide range of views. Why are you chuckling at that? I thought that was quite nice. It is very nice, sir. Someone wrote the hosts are all breathtaking. The banter is breathtaking. It's all breathtaking. You're breathtaking. I am breathtaking. Thank you. I really don't want to read this one called the prophecy has been fulfilled. Uh, the person's name is absolutely not Gordon Ramsay, by the way. Man, it is like a solid paragraph. Should this be our last one? And you ended on some. You got to do it whimsically, though. Whimsically. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold on. I need, I need to drink my beer before this. Oh, no. Please give me some ASMR. Come on. There we go. Since time in memoriam, there has existed a prophecy passed down through the generations by both learned scholars and gifted seers alike. A prophecy that has pushed humankind forward ideologically, technologically, and socioeconomically. A prophecy that has remained an unbreakable pillar of civilization and has shaped modern society as we know it. 
This prophecy states that in the year 2019, there will be gifted unto us mortals, a joining of forces, resolute and unyielding, committed to delivering reliable and informative gaming news in a witty and relatable manner. I'm elated to say, nay, euphoric, to have the privilege of living in the same age of this prophecy's realization, the DL Podcast. It is written that the DL Podcast shall be a finely crafted, artisanal blend of seasonal gaming news curated from locally sourced. <laughs> you did so well that whole time. Ah, <sighs> oh, God. Whew. That was really good. That was my announcer voice. Yeah. Free-ranged, family-owned news articles and interviews. It shall use only the freshest, most organic, non-GMO information. Their episodes shall be lovingly handcrafted, using home-style, traditional insights, seasoned with additive-free wit, and served in an elegant and aesthetically designed review, expertly paired with a refreshing flight of banter. So in times of darkness... When the world seems cold and hostile, when all hope seems lost and there is nowhere to be found, take comfort in knowing that the prophecy has been fulfilled and that the DL podcast is here at last. There you go. Uh, and it, <laughs> the, po- the review closes with some funny quotes. Um, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and experience the true meaning of its prophecy. We hold these truths to be self-evident that the DL podcast will have no equal from Martin Luther King Jr. There are only three things certain in life, death, taxes, and the superiority of the DL podcast from (laughs) Benjamin Franklin. And if you judge people, you have no time to listen to the DL podcast by Mother Teresa. And in all caps, where is the DL podcast from uh, Gordon Ramsay? If this was the true Gordon Ramsay, there would be a couple F-bombs in there. It'd be like, where's the fucking deal podcast? It'd pretty much just say, listen to the fucking show, you idiots. Or like, finally, a fucking show worth listening to. Something like that. (laughs) Something like that. I love Gordon Ramsay. I do, too. So there you go. We'll read more of those if you write them uh, every week. And uh, last couple things. Uh, Social media challenge is ongoing right now. We mentioned that at the beginning. So please tell your friends... Tell your family, tell anyone who likes gaming. Uh, to just tell like strangers our- that are walking by. Just start screaming it at them. You know, do what do what Caller Daddy does. Just take your friends' phones and subscribe to the podcast. Like them on their you know their social media when they're drunk. Uh, we're okay with it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, if you want to support the show, you know, you can do all that. Tell your friends, and you can also rate, review, follow, subscribe, or whatever uh, your listening platform has. And uh, it lets us know that you like the show, you like what we're doing, and keeps us going and growing. And lastly, we had two new podcasts join the Robots Radio Network this week. Uh, Fresh Tomatoes, a movie review podcast, and The Destiny Show, which talks about all things Destiny-related and has some great reviews. So that has been this week's episode of The Deal. I'm Jameson, and good luck, have fun out there, everybody. And remember to keep the goose loose. I'm Sebastian Azar, and I'm inviting you to the Hidden Pixels podcast, a show exploring those gaming stories you might have missed on your first playthrough, whether it's a side character's dark past or a small event that changed the entire fictional universe, we want to explore with gamers and story lovers alike. 
So join us every two weeks for the Hidden Pixels podcast. And if you like what you heard, subscribe and leave us a review. We appreciate all of your feedback, and we can't wait to share these stories with you. Thanks. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing.